This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw, back with me like always. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing actually you know, pretty solid today. Just finished watching the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, they, they went through a coaching change, and I kind of want the team to lose out the rest of the year, get the better draft pick. But at the same time, you know, it's nice seeing them win. Uh, they just won in dramatic fashion. So, you know, I got a little more pep in my step. How are you doing? You know, not too bad. Uh, had a long night, and the listeners may hear my voice get a little hoarse. Um, cousin's 21st birthday last night, and we went a little overboard uh, to the point where we got sick, but we're good. Um, feeling much better now. I also think that I may have broken my finger, so that's interesting. Oh. I don't even remember how, I'll be honest. Um, okay. I, just, I remember at one point in the night just thinking, holy Fuck that hurt. What the fuck was that? And then woke up this morning to the middle knuckle on my middle finger on my left hand is just swollen and bruised. And whenever I bend it, it hurts. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to self-diagnose, but it's a possibility. Um, Yeah, no, it sounds good, though. Oh, yeah, really good. And then... With the football talk here briefly that you mentioned, uh, this week has been absolutely crazy as the Jets almost forfeited the right to have Trevor Lawrence. And then the Jags, who are who currently hold the second overall pick, they are currently in overtime with the Minnesota Vikings. And then, of course, the Bears blowing a 10-point lead against the Lions. Just crazy stuff. If you guys want to hear some more football stuff, you can check that out at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. That's our other podcast. We do mostly football over there now that we do hockey here. And uh, a lot of good stuff over there. But Chase, we have some giant news that we need to announce for next week's episode or, or uh, Thursday's episode, excuse me, before we hop into the main segments of the show. So uh, I'll let you do the honors. Next Thursday, we've got a giant show. Yes, we do. Uh, so, shout out to Mike for his connection. Um, none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Doc Emmerich, will be joining the Bolts broadcast for you know a very special interview. Uh, you know, it, it was an honor, a privilege to be able to talk to him. It, it was something that I, you know I, I never thought I'd be able to do. Uh, you know, he, he retired, thought he was going to kind of sail to the sunset and enjoy his retirement, uh, do whatever you know. But we, you know, we, we had luckily the opportunity to sit down. He, he gave us a good amount of time too, a lot more than I honestly expected. Uh, you know, it, it was really really fun, really interesting. He says a lot of great things. Uh, I think the fans are gonna love it. Yeah, I do too. And he talks about a bunch of stuff from his favorite Stanley Cup to ever commentate to who he thinks could win the Stanley Cup next year, uh, and so much more. It was an awesome interview and. I absolutely love Doc. Talked to him a couple of times now, and he is uh, really one of the best in the business and one of the best men, you know, on the planet. He's oh yeah, a really cool dude. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna be promoting the hell out of that this week. So, uh, you know, pay attention to our Twitter. You you might get to hear a little bit of sneak peeks. So I see a little bit, and then come Thursday, uh, you know, a big release, big drop. Hoping, ho- hoping that you guys love it. 
Yeah, absolutely. But Chase, let's talk about what we are going to be taking a look at uh, on this week's episode. Uh, going to be talking about the NHL season and when we can expect to see it happen, as well as if it's going to be a full season or not. Then we're going to be talking a little bit of college hockey and then, of course, talk about some Tampa players that are over in Europe right now. But before we start that, we want to quickly um, send our thoughts and prayers to the family of Fred Sassacamus. Sorry, Chase, you do that? Hockey name S- of the day? Sassacamus, yes. Sassacamus. Okay, yep. Uh, one of the first indigenous NHLers, he unfortunately passed at the age of 86 due to COVID. So, uh, Chase, we had him as a hockey name of the day, and I still don't get it, but uh, unfortunate to hear of his passing. Yeah, it, it, it's sad. He... You know, he's one of those true trailblazers. Uh, not a lot of indigenous people, whether from uh, Canada or the U.S., have you know stepped forward in the NHL. It's starting to grow more and more, especially when he played. You know, um, it was a pretty rare thing. So, uh, you know, he really helped kind of you know break that barrier. Um, and you know, just thoughts and prayers to his family. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's get on to talking about the NHL's 2020-2021 season that, you know, hasn't officially been announced yet, but there is some speculation out there uh, that we could be seeing a mid-January start. Yep. So, yeah, nothing guaranteed, kind of as you mentioned. uh, It's hopeful that mid-January can can be when things kick off. Uh, You know, forever the plan was January 1st, maybe do an outdoor game, start the season. Um, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's 20, 24, 25 days away from us recording. So that, that's that's just not happening. It's just that's just not feasible. So you know, hopefully we can see something mid January. I don't think that's very likely. I think that it's a stretch. You know, right now uh, there's been talk that the NHL is trying to get more money back from the players, which they're agreed upon the CBA in, in the off season, um, or like in the summer, I should say. So. It's, it's, it's a really sticky, confusing situation. Hopefully it gets figured out and ironed out soon because I, I really need NHL hockey in my life. I'm, I'm sure the listeners do too. Um, but I honestly, I'm, I'm not that optimistic. If if we have a season, I'd say end of January, beginning of February, uh, at the earliest, 40 to 48 games, I'd say, somewhere in that range, um, and then hopefully a full Stanley Cup playoff still. But it, it's going to be... Okay. Pretty similar to the 2012-2013 lockout season, if there is a season. Yeah, and that really stinks because football is starting to wind down. And for people like you and I who are very heavily into hockey and football and not so much the other two major sports, uh, once football ends, if hockey's not here, it's going to be a tough, tough ride for us. Um, but we do have some college hockey going on. The World Juniors is continuing. Um, December 25th is when that starts. So there is going to be some hockey, but missing out on an NHL season, that would absolutely suck, especially when our Tampa Bay Lightning are coming off of such a hot season. It's such a magnificent season where they bring home Lord Stanley, and to try to go back-to-back would be phenomenal. And if we don't get that chance, that's really going to suck. Yeah, you know, it really is. Uh, I really hope we do. This team, it's, you know, it's looking a little different than last year, but at the same time, a lot of the key pieces are still intact. So it really is possible to kind of run it back, maybe get back-to-back, be the second team in the Southern Cup area to do it. That would be pretty awesome. Um, But, you know, as I said, I'm feeling less and less optimistic. 
but just remember, I, I was feeling very unoptimistic about the season restarting in the first place last summer, and sure enough, it did, and we ended up winning the cup. So, you know, maybe a similar type of thing can happen yet again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now move on to some college hockey talk as the college hockey season is underway for a lot of the teams in Division One college hockey, but uh, not all of the teams, which makes rankings very confusing. Yeah, it's it's really weird, kind of like how what happened with college football earlier this year. Uh, Ohio State was constantly ranked so high without ever playing any games. Uh, same thing really with North Dakota's the main team. Uh, just looking at the rankings for, for the men's Division One, North Dakota's ranked number one, got the majority of the first-place votes. They've yet to play a game this year. I don't know when their season's exacted, exactly expected to start. Uh, it's supposed to start at some point, obviously. Uh, so hopefully um, that's sooner. And, I mean, North Dakota, the, they, they're one of the best teams in the country every single year, so it's not a surprise. Um, but at the same time, you know, the teams that are playing, you know, like Boston College ranked number two, they've played two games or 2-0. I think like the teams that are playing deserve a little more of that uh, like they deserve a little more to be in first place. I don't know, but regardless, uh, going through, kind of, I'll run through uh, the the top ten and then go quickly through eleven through twenty. So as I said, number two, Boston College, number three, Minnesota Duluth, number four, Denver, number five, Minnesota, number six, Minnesota State, number seven, University of Michigan, number eight, UMass, number nine, Clarkson, and then uh, number ten, UMass Lowell. So you know the the, the top ten is. A lot, a lot of familiar teams. Um, you know, Michigan has a hell of a roster. They, they've been rolling over some teams. Uh, they look pretty impressive. And then just going through 11 through 20, Quinnipiac, Providence, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Northeastern, Notre Dame, Western Michigan, Bowling Green, Bemidji State, Arizona State. So really when you look at it, there's not a lot that's too surprising. It's, you know, in, in college hockey, there's really these same teams every year, kind of like in college football that just keep on being good. Uh, so this top 20 is nothing too out of the ordinary. Yeah, and the one thing I will say is the college hockey rankings are kind of hard to understand because obviously you have North Dakota who hasn't played a game yet at number one. You have four teams who haven't played a game yet in the top 10 and eight in the top 20. Um, For me personally, when I think of rankings, I think of, all right, if the season were to end right now, how do I rank these people? How, who's going to make the playoffs, who's not, uh, you know, that whole case. And right now, North Dakota has zero games played. So they're not making my playoffs. So I don't understand. Uh, well, I mean, I understand, but I wouldn't do the rankings this way. And to have teams, like you said, Boston College 2-0, but Denver, no, excuse me, Minnesota 4-0, and Minnesota sits behind three teams that haven't, played a game yet I think that's uh I think that's ass nine honestly I I think Minnesota should be top dog right now but um I get it we want to look at last year and correlate it to this year but uh that's my personal opinion Minnesota should be number one right now yeah it it is a little backwards um like I I don't disagree with you know with the logic it's kind of same type of thing I was petitioning so you know I can't really disagree and then before we move on, I also do want to talk about women's. Uh, so the women's, they only do a top 10 instead of top 20. So I figured I should mention that real quick. Uh, Wisconsin, number one. Northeastern, number two. They actually shared the same amount of first place votes, but Wisconsin got the total number of points. Uh, number three, Minnesota. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Colgate. Number six, Minnesota Duluth. Number seven, Clarkson. Number eight, Boston University. Number nine, Providence. Number 10, Boston College. So a, a lot of, you know, uh, of the prominent women's teams expected. 
uh, of these top 10, um, let's see, that is eight, right? Yeah, eight teams have played games, two have not. Northeastern and Boston University are the two teams that have not played. Um, so, you know, a little bit better compared to the men's where uh, teams that are actually have played are getting a little more recognition. Yeah, for sure. And then when you think of college football, I feel like a lot of people kind of see the SEC as the division that controls college football, but it's nice to see in both men and women's hockey. It's the Big Ten that uh, has just such a phenomenal showing with, of course, Minnesota, Ohio State, Michigan, um, and some other team, Wisconsin. So I, I'm, a, I'm a Big Ten guy, obviously, because I go to Michigan State, hoping to see Michigan State somehow slide up into the top 20 of the men's rankings. No. I'm not, not very confident in that, but... They did receive votes, uh, 39 votes, and the 20th place team has 66. So, Chase, it's not out of the realm of possibility. (laughs) It's not happening. Sorry. Like, they might end up there squeaking in there at some point, but they're not going to hold it very long. Yeah, but you thought the Lions were good, and how'd that work out? So, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thank you. Lions are safe. They just won. Moving on, let's now talk about some Tampa Bay prospects over in Europe. Uh, First up. We have to talk about the young man that may have represented the Tampa Bay Lightning with Team Slovakia in the World Juniors. Unfortunately, that will not be the case any longer. Nope. So Maxim Kachkovic, uh, a name that I, I think I think a decent amount of Tampa Bay fans should know. Uh, a, a you know a fairly higher level prospect. Uh, he was sent home from Slovakia's U twenty uh, national team camp for what they quoted as a serious violation of sports and human values. <clears throat> so I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, you know, it, from what I read, apparently he was uh, laying some dirty hits in camp. I don't know if that's what it is. Plus more. Uh, I have heard some rumblings that there's some attitude issues with this kid. Um, you know, he's got a lot of talent. He, he's someone that I probably uh, would value a little more than a third round pick, which is what he was. But, you know, seeing something like this is a tough look. If you can't get along with your team, if you can't, even just show enough when you're clearly one of the best kids at the camp to make your teams that U20 team, uh, that's it's not a good look. Yeah, that's definitely concerning. You don't want to see that out of your players. And Chase, you talk about how, I mean, we talked about it last episode. Uh, I said that I want to see someone come in who's an absolute superstar, but have an attitude on them. And then you compared that situation to Ryan Merkley and how it hasn't worked out with him so far. Well, we could be seeing the same with Maxim Kajakovic, which would be super unfortunate. Yeah, it, it really would, because I do like him as a player. I think he can be an NHLer. Um, you know, he, he, he released like a kind of a statement saying, uh, I'll quote it exactly. I feel sorry for what happened. I realize my behavior is not appropriate and I bear the consequences. I respect the coach's decision. So, you know, he, it, it sounds kind of empty, uh, regardless of taking responsibility. Um, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he can grow from here. Yep, we will. All right, Chase, let's talk about some other Tampa Bay prospects now. Give you a little bit of a update on some of the situations that we have down in the mindsies. Yeah, so obviously, you know, not all the hockey is going on in the world. There's no minor league, uh, American League, East Coast League. We're not seeing the OHL, WHL play. We have seen the Q uh, get some action, and mean, or as well as European leagues. So the one guy who's playing really well, he's not really like a prospect. Um, you know, he, he's more of a player that just Tampa just owns the rights on. Andreas Borgman, uh, the Swedish defenseman, you know, he, he's already played some NHL games with the Toronto Maple Leafs back in 2017-2018. 
Uh, you know, he's got 13 points through 19 games uh, as a defenseman in the Finnish league. So he, he's playing really well for his team, uh, Asat. He, he's one of their better defensemen, one of the best defensemen in the league so far this year. Uh, you know, maybe he can come over and translate that to the NHL and maybe make Tampa out of camp. Um, moving on from that, you know, we just talked about Maxim Kachkovic. He's playing in the Austrian league. He's got nine points or 12 games. So pretty good for a 19-year-old, uh, someone who was supposed to be in the queue this year. He's looking pretty good. Uh, so hopefully that, as we talked about, that attitude issue can be fixed up. Uh, I want to talk about two more guys specifically um, that I really like as prospects. Samuel Walker uh, from the University of Minnesota. They've played six games this year. He has two goals, two assists, four points. He's looking pretty solid. Uh, you know, this is a guy that I really expect to take a step this year. I think he's uh, really got the ability to perform really well. Second year captain for the team. He should be a guy who finishes the season at least a point per game. Uh, coming off a 30-point season last year. He's got a lot of abilities and a lot of potential. He'll be someone who gets a contract after the season is over. And last but not least, uh, Ema Powell is the one guy that I do really want to talk about. Defenseman I loved in this most recent draft. Uh, four games to assist so far uh, with Boston College. Nothing too flashy. Uh, you know, he, he played a little bit like back in the with the U.S. program last year, so he kind of fell in the draft rankings. He ended up being a fourth-round pick. He was like a guy I would take late second and early third personally. You know, he, he, he's starting to show that he's really got that ability. Um taking on a decent role at Boston College. Hopefully that keeps growing throughout the season. Yeah, for sure. And I want to mention Borgman and uh, Kellen Foote because we talked about it last week, how uh, losing Shattenkirk as well as Zach Bogosian, who actually Doc Emmerich in our interview mentions him specifically. Uh, you'll have to listen to our next episode to hear what he says about Zach Bogosian. But we've lost a couple of defensemen. Eric Chernock still not under contract. It'd be cool to see Borgman or Foote try to step up and gain a spot in the NHL. Obviously, Borgman playing right now, and Chase has mentioned that he's been pretty exceptional over in Finland. However, Kellen Foote not currently playing, but uh, we hope to see both of them don the lightning sweaters sooner rather than later. Yes, sir. All right, Chase, that is going to be it for our main segments. We want to now move on to hockey name of the day before we end this episode out. Uh, again, if you guys were for some reason lost when we were talking about it, this Thursday, Doc Emmerich will be on the Bolts broadcast. So make sure you tune in for that on Thursday. But Chase, now time for hockey name of the day. I'm going to start scrolling down here. And you had to give me a long one. On a day where I am just incredibly hungover, you had to give me a long one. I like it. <laughs> All right. We're going Silvers, Uvis, uh, Lazarinovs. I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's it's pretty much like about it. So, yeah, like Sil- Silvers, Uvis, uh, that's, you know, that's, it's pretty self-explanatory. And then the Lazarinovs. So, like, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty like, similar. Um, you, you know, you, you did a pretty solid job, but... Our boy Silvers is a 17-year-old Latvian board defenseman, currently playing uh, in the Latvian first league and second league, going back and forth a little bit. He's he's five points with six games as a defenseman in the Latvian second league. Uh, not too shabby. He's played two games in the top league, no points. Uh, you know, he, he's not really someone that's classified as an NHL prospect at the moment. You know, maybe he can have a good year in the Latvian league, move on to the KHL, and then from there prove his worth. Uh, but other than that, not not really much to look at here uh, hasn't played internationally for Latvia other than in the world selects back in 2015-16 uh, not too major of a tournament either 
but just, uh, you know, a f- fun little three-part name. I, I try to go for these, you know, three, four-part names if I can find them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Chase and I absolutely love our hockey minority countries. And me specifically, absolute giant fan of Latvia. Zemgis Gergensen's absolute stud. And Chase knows the best goalie to ever don the lightning sweater. Krister's Gudlevskis, just, oh my. Uh, he really put on a showing for Latvia. And I just I just love them. So if Silvers can make an impact with the Latvian team, whether that be, uh, you know, like a juniors camp type thing or who knows, maybe he just shines into a superstar and can make it to their Olympic team, then, hey, I'm all for that. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that, that, would, that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I want to keep seeing these hockey minority uh, countries develop. I want to see these kids develop. Um you know, we got we got an Olympics coming up. I, I don't know if the exact qualifications are like rounds are all done or not. But Latvia is a team that if they're if it already hasn't been concluded, they're a team that's right on that border. So maybe yeah, I mean it's a stretch he makes that team, but who knows? Yeah, for sure. All right, Chase, that is it for the episode. Let's now let everyone know what uh, what they can do to stay up to date with us. I guess. Yeah. So I know we've mentioned it twice already, but before we move on to our outro, Doc freaking Emmerich Thursday. Uh, you know that's that's. I don't know. Do I even have to say anything else? Uh, so just be, I hope you guys are as excited for that interview as we are. Uh, we really look forward to you guys checking it out. But to go with the outro, uh, remember you guys can check us out on Patreon. Support us that way. Uh, if you do that, you know, it it really shows that you guys care about what we're doing and you're interested in our bonus content that we're putting out. And it lets us do more, a lot more things if you support us that way. Follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. On our Twitter, you can find our merchandise. Just click on our merchandise, uh, you know, boltsbroadcast.watforapparel.com. You can find a whole bunch of fancy little things uh, if you want to support us that way. Wear some Bolts Broadcast merch. It's pretty cool stuff, not going to lie. Uh, but also make sure to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we talked about WNP, did a little bit of football talk. Make sure to follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod. That's at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts with the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Or wherever you're listening, if you could rate us five stars, you know, leave a comment, like us, what whatever the hell you got to do, uh, we would really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. And if you guys want to hear anything specific from us, make sure to let us know. Stay in touch. We love to hear from you guys. We love to talk to you guys. So let us know what you guys want to see in future episodes. Thanks so much for coming out. And we'll talk to you next time.